check one, two. All right. We were supposed to start 15 minutes ago, but Brandy delayed me because some dudes are working on the, on the HVAC. I swear to God, Brandy's always got someone working on something in her house. Always. It's amazing. How much shit can break? I don't know. Let's find out. Hi. So, real quick, I feel like you're always getting something fixed at your house. Like, there's always some guys there doing something. Well, guys, this is called adulting. It's yeah. called being a homeowner. It means <laughs> things break every five fucking seconds. Houses are absolute money pits. Yeah. And honestly, you know, they tell you, they brainwash you into thinking like owning a home is the American dream. And it's just like the ultimate, like you've made it when you can own your own house. Honestly, I kind of think renting is the way to go because this is bullshit. <laughs> no. Owning you know what's is... great about renting? What? You just call someone and it's their yeah. fucking problem. That's like, true. It's kind of nice. That's true. I know. Yeah. Maybe the answer is owning your own place, but then renting it out to people. No, because then you're the person that has to fix it. That's true. But I, you you're the guy. Yeah, that passive income, that's pretty good shit. But then you rent something else. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I just know that something's always broken. Every time I call you, you're like, I, the gardeners are here. Hey, listen. Oh, well, that's the, not broken. That's just me. <laughs> the grass is broken. All right? Well, it kind of is, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's always something. Always something. And because I'm not here all the time. Yeah. So like I think I've explained before that like my sister and I live like our properties connect. It's so nice. It's like one big thing. And obviously she's never here. And I'm in and out so much. We we have somebody, a property manager, if you will, yeah. that, like schedules this sort of like maintenance for the house so that the house doesn't completely fall apart when we're not here, you know? Yeah. Um and it just would have been great if someone had let me know. But I took the dogs for a walk and I came back and there were four dudes standing at my front door. And I was like, hi, what are you guys doing? And they were like, oh, like we've been scheduled to uh, maintenance your HVAC. Here we are. Your appointment was uh, 10 minutes ago. And I was like, well, I look like an idiot, but I had no idea. This is how horror movies start, though. You yeah, know? you're right. But happy, despite the name, he's like quite the attack dog. Like I actually thought he was going to like go after the guy at first but we were good we're all right yeah but what are the checks and balances uh in the cyrus household that is making sure that these guys are on the level oh no, definitely we don't have that yeah okay so these <laughs> guys this could just be paparazzi trying to get in there and they're planting cameras all over to figure out what's happening with oh god miley and pete well davidson oh well they're all there i was gonna say all they'll find out in my house is that i like talk to my dogs like they're people yeah. which is probably entertaining to some, but you want to know what's going on with Miley and Pete? <laughs> I mean, I think that Pete's dating Kim, but I don't know. And I've been seeing <laughs> Miley and Pete doing a lot of press. I saw them on like Kimmel recently or, or Fallon. on Fallon. It yeah. was so good. Well, they got, they got shitty tattoos or something. Yep. Yeah. Very true. They were really funny together though. I mean, honestly, let's be real here. Miley's the funny one mm. for the most part. I just feel like. I don't know. Pete's like funny, but like he's just so quiet. It's like he doesn't say much, but what he does say is funny. But so what the, basically, okay, Pete, as far as I know, is dating Kim. But like, what do I know? I don't know. Yeah. And uh, but they're hosting this New Year's Eve thing in Miami. 
And so they've been doing a lot of press for it, which I think is pretty cool. But uh, so what is it? Are they are they like hosting a party? Yeah, it's a it's like a live event, and it's uh like the way Miley explained it on Fallon is it's a little bit of like a variety show. Okay. And in the sense of like like she's gonna perform, but she also is like creative directing like all these other performances, and she's having lots of different genres. Um, of artist play, which is really cool. And then obviously you get like the comedy with Pete. I don't really know like a whole lot of the details, but I know it's going to be good because Miley doesn't half-ass anything. Like if yeah. she's going to do something, it's going to be fucking great. And honestly, it was smart to bring in Pete. He's the man of the hour. He is. so. She knows hot. what she's doing, you know? That Hansel is so hot right now. Well, that's exciting. You going to go to it or uh, what are you going to do? I am actually, I get to play in Denver on New Year's Eve. So I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go down for a couple of days and hang by the pool. Yeah. And then um, on New Year's Eve, I'm gonna fly to Denver and play my show. So I don't get to see the actual thing, but. Well, it sounds. Like I'm fun. sure, like, I'm sure I'll get to watch it on like something afterwards. Yeah. Pe- peacock or something, you know. Well, it's been a while since I've seen you. I feel like. I know. Oh, speaking of been a while since I've seen you, guess who I saw last night that I haven't seen in so long. Okay, um, okay, you're in Nashville. Probably one of my friends. I'm going to go with David Bournet. Close. Danielle Maltby. Oh, yeah, okay. How's Danielle doing? And she looks great. Yeah. I think it's talked to her a ton because we were at Caitlin's show, but um, she looks great and she seemed great and I just didn't realize how long it had been since I had seen her. She's and the, she said she hasn't seen you in forever. Forever. I, mean, I haven't been back to Nashville in forever except for Ben's wedding and it was in and out situation. It wasn't in and out sitch. So yeah, I know I gotta plan up I gotta plan a trip out back to Nash Vague to see all my buds. Anyways, that's good. I'm glad she's doing well. I miss her. I miss all those people. And and you know what? The YFT years missed you, you know? I saw quite a few YFT years last night. Yeah? You were doing Caitlin's podcast again? Yeah, I did. It was the very last one of this tour and it mm. ended in Nashville. So it was nice for me because I'm home. I said it there and I'll say it here. Best crowd I've ever seen at a KB tour stop. Nashville was Liddy Kitty last night. Really? It wasn't even last night. It was a 4 p.m. show on a Sunday. Listen. Liddy Kitty. That's amazing because no disrespect, but disrespect to Nashville fans. Everyone knows as a musician or a performer in Nashville, it sucks doing shows there because everyone's so judgmental and doesn't get into it. Yada, yada, yada. So that's amazing. Yeah, it was it was pretty lit. Um, and I had more wife tears come up to me at that at last night's show than I ever have at any of the shows. So um, everybody was just like, you know, I love YFT. I've listened to you guys since day one. You guys need to do a tour. You guys need to do a live show. And I'm like, I don't know. I think we could do Nashville. I think we could do Denver. I think we could LA. do LI. And we could do like Toronto. I feel like we've got a strong. I got a, oh, I got, you think Toronto? I got a lot of Canadian fans. I know that. Okay, wow. I mean, I love Canada, so I'm on board with that. Same, same. All right, well, we got a lot to catch up on. Yeah, we do. Should we start? Should we start the show before? Yeah. Yeah. All right, you go for it because it's been a while. Bros and hoes, I'm back, baby. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy, back and better than ever in the flesh. Oh, my God. Did you watch The Bachelorette? Wells, I'm going to ruin it for you because I can't hold back. Go for it. I don't care. I'm not. I have, okay. Spoiler alert. If you have not seen this week's Bachelorette. Spoil. Never, ever in my life while watching this show have I done the like move or like, 
my hands go to my face and like one over my heart and I'm just like, <gasps> like shooketh to the core at what happened. Yeah. So what happened? She sent Joe home. Joe? Joe. But she liked Joe from the beginning. That was guy that from she DM'd or whatever, right? Yes. And Joe, precious Joe, he seems so genuine. And I really just don't feel like he would have stuck around if he didn't really like her. And I know he like he's such a quiet guy and so introverted. And, you know, he was said, you know, I'm not great at talking about my feelings and like saying how I feel and put myself out there. And he made such an effort for her, especially in this last episode, Fantasy Suites, whatever. Like he was like saying, I'm falling in love with you. And like he was just being so open and so vulnerable. And she sent him packing. Damn, dude. Why? I don't know. So who's she going with? I think it has to be Nate after watching this episode. Is Brandon still there? Brandon's still there. People like Brandon, right? People love Brandon. To me, he's too, like, head in the clouds. Like, I, I, he's too, like, butterflies and rainbows for me. Got it. Um, but Nate, my thing with Nate is, like, listen, we get it. He's gorgeous and he's extremely tall, okay? Those two things are very blinding. We get that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, like, Joe is just so real and like I believe every word out of his mouth. And then she's like has and and he like voluntarily was telling her how he felt. And she had to like drag it out of Nate, be like, you know, she just had to like poke and prod to get him to even like like hint at the L word. And 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 like he like vaguely kind of sort of said that he could maybe be ready for an engagement, but like mm -hmm. he did not just come out with it. Like I do not believe for one freaking second that he is ready for that. Wow. And she's just like, you know, it's like when you get like the what is it, the wool pulled over your eyes. Like you just like want them to be the ones so bad that you just take any little thing they say and make it into what you want to hear, even though that's not what they said. That's what she did. Damn. And meanwhile, Joe is here just saying all the right things and being so honest, and he's just so precious. And they're Mr. and Mrs. Minnesota. I just like don't understand. Like, how could she send him home? It was yeah. so sad. Do you think she's making a bad decision? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's hard. Nate's gorge. I mean, like, it's hard. But, like, Joe is gorge, too. Like, yeah, he has the prettiest eyes I've ever seen. I think he's absolutely adorable. Yeah. But I just don't know. All right. You want what you can't have, you know? Everyone you does. You can't have. Grass is always greener. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It was very emotional. And I'm excited <laughs> for Clayton. Clayton. You are excited about it? Well, I've always liked The Bachelor over The Bachelorette because chicks are just, well, they're just better TV. Sorry. True. I know. I just like, can't with Clayton. I can't with this teaser where he's like, I slept with so many girls already. Like, I'm so sorry. It's like, I can't. Here's my one complaint about the teaser promo. It's Clayton with a bunch of I think it's a bunch of it's a bunch of English bulldog puppies, I think. Oh yeah, something like that. It's something like that. They're all purebred somethings. They should be rescue dogs. You know? They shouldn't be purebred. Hell yeah. I don't like that, guys. I know. Here's my other thing. It's like, and I know the people who do the PR there. Who thought that that was a good idea? Because that's such an easy way to get yelled at. You know, mm -hmm. and if I'm saying that I'm a very tolerant person, if I'm saying it being like, mm, not a great look, dude, come on, guys, do better, do better, do better, because you can get you can go to any shelter and they got fucking 16 puppies and it's mm -hmm. cute and oh, my God, or whatever. But they were all little French bulldogs or English. But there was something like that where I was like, mm, ugh. I feel you. Whatever. 
All right, so who's she going to pick? I think Nate for sure. Yeah? Nasty Nate? Nate for sure. Brandon thought he was going home. Yeah. He thought he was going home to the point where, like, at the rose ceremony, right before they, you know, they're about to start, and he's like, can I talk to you for a second? And, like, takes her outside. Like, panic mode. Like, he thought he was leaving, and I thought he was leaving, too. Yeah. And then she sent Joe. So it's, like, got to be Nate. <sighs> One more week left, right? Mm-hmm. Let me done. Let me done. Till January 6th, and then Clayton's time. Mm-hmm. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also, like, no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl & Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one, and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl & Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Okay, so I watched the Miss Universe. <laughs> oh, what? Why? I don't know. What what else are we doing right now? I watched. I didn't even know that was on. <laughs> yeah. I watched Miss Universe. First, first off, Steve Harvey still has a job. How? <laughs> How is like? Listen, Steve Harvey's hilarious. I've done Family Feud twice. He's so funny. But he fucked up. Remember when he fucked it up and he like, oh, well, yeah, said the wrong name and everything. Yeah, he's still got a job. I don't understand. Could he, like, kill somebody? And people are like, oh, it's just Steve Harvey. He's got a great mustache and a million-watt smile. He can keep on working. I don't understand. But he's still there. On your phone right now, look up Miss Universe Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey is wearing a jacket that I swear to God has, it was, like, pulled out of the wardrobe from Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. And listen, I'm all for, like, progressive looks or whatever. And that's, like... If you're walking a carpet look, that's not if you're hosting a show with a bunch of beautiful women. Because then you're trying to say, oh, everyone look at me. But you're supposed to be looking at the beautiful women behind you, I think. I don't know how he's still got a fucking job, but it's amazing that he does. Don't this know. one? Yeah. Look at that jacket, man. What's happening? That jacket's on crack. That jacket's mm -hmm. on acid. I'm not sure. Listen to what I said, though. I think it's a cool jacket if, like, you're walking the carpet. I don't yeah. think it's a good jacket if you're hosting the show. Who won Miss Universe? India. Nice. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right at the end, the teleprompter fucked up. It was like deja vu all over again. It comes down to Paraguay, India, and South Africa. Second runner-up. It's also just confusing. Let's get the fuck away from second runner-up, first runner-up winner. Because second runner-up sounds like second place, you know? Yeah, it's third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's just say third place, just say second what, place. Say what it is. Yeah, just let, why are we trying to confuse people? So anyways, so second runner-up, a.k.a. third place, is South Africa, yeah. who was beautiful, by the way. 
Also, side note, fucking beauty queens stand weird, dude. Why are you putting your arms like that? You look like a Barbie, like in the box still or something. Just stand normally or whatever. Well, when your arms are down, they tend to look larger, like in photos and on camera. Like Got it. If you put some bend in your arm and like put some shape to your arms. They just look better. Were you a pageant girl? No, but I have an Instagram. Like yeah. every girl with an Instagram knows this. So South Africa is second runner up, which means third place. So she goes away, and then Steve Harvey goes, oh, okay, congratulations to Portugal. <laughs> oh Portugal's not even fucking involved. Literally. Portugal's been out fucking six rounds, seven rounds ago. So then he goes, oh, the teleprompter is Portugal. But it's like, okay, that's fine. Maybe we're supposed to say Paraguay, but Paraguay's still in it. So then it comes down to India and Paraguay. Is that how you say it, Paraguay? Yeah, how do you say it? I don't know, Paraguay? Well, it's like Uruguay, Paraguay. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know. I, I could... need to know these things, though, because I think I'm going to South America in March. Oh, I could be wrong. Totally could be wrong. Well, how did they say it on the on this show? Steve Harvey pronounced Paraguay Portugal. So that's what happened. Oh. <laughs> 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 And first of all, South Africa was a lawyer and lost. Like, what's happening here? India uh, is gorge, though. Yeah, so is Paraguay, if I'm being honest. Yeah, they're both gorge. They were all hot. Literally, so, they're all so So then Steve is like, the teleprompter said Portugal. And I'm sitting there thinking, whatever production company does Miss Universe, they need to be fired immediately. This is two years in a row of just trash television. And you know Steve Harvey's fucking getting after people because he's already known as kind of being a dick. You know, remember those stories came out where like no one, yeah. he wouldn't talk to anyone on set of Family Feud or whatever. So then we're sitting there and an India wins. Congratulations. I was like, what is this for? Like, what is this? I'm so confused as to what this is. And Sarah was like, I think it's like, like a scholarship or something. And then you like travel around as Miss Universe, which to me makes zero sense. Okay. Because... Pretty people already got it easy, you know? That's true. Mm -hmm. We should do Miss Universe for like, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, they're going to need some help down the road, you know? Oh they, my God. Peeps that need a leg up, you know? Hey, if you're, <laughs> if you're six foot tall, built like a model, flawless mm -hmm. skin, lawyer, you don't gorgeous need hair. gorgeous hair already a million brand deals because your Insta's popping off because you look like that. You don't need $75,000 to go to fucking a Juco or something, you know? Let's give it to That's people fair. that need it, okay? Because they're going to walk yeah. through this life Lottie freaking dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think anyone ever has told Ms. Paraguay no in her life? <laughs> Do you think she's ever wanted for anything? <laughs> Not a shot in hell. She's gorgeous. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Being gorgeous doesn't solve life's problems, though. It Everyone makes it a lot easier. I guarantee you Paraguay's <laughs> troll of a sister could use that scholarship a whole lot more. God. <laughs> This is not okay. I know. Should I cut all of this? Is this too I don't know. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> it's this weird thing that we do. We watch like Miss, Miss America and Miss Universe. And I was just sitting there kind of drunk being like, I don't know what this is. 
This is just a this is a it's a beauty contest. It literally is a beauty contest, which I think that we are well, all yeah. yeah, but we're not supposed to judge people that way. But we have like well, you know, I know, but it's called a beauty pageant, right? <laughs> it's know, a, it's so that's what it is. Up. It's so fucked up. And listen, I'm a product of it. My mom was a beauty pageant girl. Beauty queen. She was a beauty queen. She was Miss Los Angeles. Wow. I didn't talk to her and be like, what? What? What did you get? You know? Oh, you know what happened to my mom? You want it's got a scholarship and she married a doctor. All right? Exact (laughs) case in point. (laughs) (laughs) Then she had me. Things just kept on getting better for her. Okay. (laughs) Oh. Oh, that's my rant for the day. It's a good rant. That's funny. You got any fave things, bro? Bro. Give it to me. Have you seen the new Sex in the City? No, but I heard what happened. Ah, how could they do that? Yeah. Okay. So real quick, a lot of people got mad at me. I guess it was last episode or two episodes ago for saying something about, oh, what happens to Steve Carell's character in the morning show? So let's right now say there might be some spoilers on Sex in the City, but also if unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard about yeah. what happens, right? Yeah, All for right. sure. But just in case you do live under said rock, yeah, maybe like fast forward sixty seconds. Yeah, how could they do this to us? Why even torture us with one episode of Big if he's just gonna die? I know, and also doing Peloton. Dirty, because their stock plummeted, apparently. Okay, but have you seen the new commercial? No. Is Ryan Reynolds involved? Oh, I don't know, but they just put out a commercial that Big is in. Oh, yeah? To, to, like, turn it around for them. I haven't even... I saw it come up on Instagram, but I haven't even watched the whole thing. It was funny, because everybody was tweeting about it, saying, like, pretty sure this was, like, shot, edited, and posted in, like, 24 hours, because they were probably in, like, a complete panic, and were like, spend everything we have to get... What's the what's his what's his real life name? Big. Anyway, to get him in the commercial and um and it did it like I think it's probably the best thing they could have done because yeah no one wants to ride a Peloton after that. I mean I didn't want to ride one to begin with because hard but <laughs> I like Peloton. <laughs> oh God, I am not so good at cycling. You can do a bunch of other stuff. They got meditation. They got yoga. They got all the things. Oh, I'm not good at meditation or yoga. No, yeah. see, I'm not good at any of these things. Same same. His name is Chris North. Chris North. Oh, they maybe, the big no, maybe bucks. no. Chris North, man, that's much worse than North. Yeah, so he dies. So I wonder if that's—is that like a thing of like they could only afford him for one episode, or that's kind of what I'm thinking. Either that, or like he had something else to go do and was like, it's one or nothing. Yeah. Because it's hard to imagine that like he could they couldn't afford him, but they could afford Sarah Jessica Parker. I don't like I don't know, but I guess you can't have the show without her. So maybe it was one or the other. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing: I love Sex in the City. I'm here for the reboot. I think uh, from what I've heard, it's getting a lot of hate for the writing not being very good, and people are just like not that into it. But I mean, for me, like I love it, and it's like Grey's Anatomy. Like I'm gonna watch it no matter what. You know what I mean? I feel like the writing and was I, never good in that show. Oh, it was so good. You just started watching it. I know, and I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. And But here's the thing is, like, I think they all look fabulous okay. in their older age. Like, I think they are all just fabulous. Okay, still. you don't think that Charlotte had a little too much work done? Well, I mean, Charlotte doesn't look as old as the other two because she's doing all the things. Yeah. But I actually think, like, I think Sarah Jessica Parker looks amazing. 
And she obviously isn't doing all the things, so. Yeah, Charlotte looks a little over the top. Yeah, but I think that's kind of her character, too, you know? No, that would have been Samantha's character. Samantha? Well, Samantha ain't even showing up. Yeah, I know. Which I but Charlotte Charlotte does have like Charlotte's character does have like an obsession with everything looking perfect and being yeah. perfect and she's the rich girl and like whatever, you know? Fair enough. Yeah. Is Aiden in it? I'm only I mean, there's only two episodes out and I have not seen Aiden. I love Aiden. Well, if John Corbin doesn't come back, then I'm out. I'm not, I'm not even in my yet. My kind of guy right there. I'm not even in yet, but I'm not I'm out if he's not in it. All right. You yeah. listen, when you when he gets in here, then you tell me and I'll come in. I'll let you know. Yeah. Did you watch? Are you caught up on Succession? Uh, no, I haven't even started season three. Oh, my God. Okay. But so, it, it, what did the finale just air? Yes. Oh, God. Don't. You can't ruin anything. I know. But I'll take my earbuds out if you yeah, want to give a quick. Yeah. So take everyone. I'm about to do a Succession thing. So if you're not caught up on Succession, where the fuck you been? Brandy. Okay. Wave with both hands when you want me to come back. I will. Just want to say YF Tears. Your boy was right. You knew I was right. Now, did it go down exactly the way that I thought it was? No, not didn't. But did I say that I thought that Tom was going to be the one takes over? Oh, yes, I did. And was I right about that? Looks like I was. And did I say that Greg would be a part of it? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. We need to reel back the reels and see when I said that because I nailed that. And also, the kids are so dumb. I will say this though, this has been a very boring se season. Like nothing happened up until the last episode. But the last 15 minutes where Tom and Greg talks about selling his soul to him, like what do I need to soul for anyways? And then the kids go and Logan knows that they're there and he says, send them in. And he's got them dead to rights. And then that moment when Tom walks in and Logan touches his shoulder and pats him on the back and he comes in and Shiv, she might not know it now, but deep down she knows that she just got fucked six ways to Sunday by Tom. You gotta love it. All right? You gotta love it. All right. Uh, that's all I got. Great last 15 minutes. Love to hear what you guys think. Wow, that was a theatrical rant. All I could see were just... Just hands moving? Hands and <clears throat> waving and... Yeah. Yeah. It's good. A lot of ups and downs. Friends become enemies. Enemies become friends. You know. Interesting. That old trope. So good, though. Oh, you know what I want to watch? Have you seen the What Happened to Brittany Murphy documentary? No, but I would love to. It's on HBO. I really want to watch that. You're a virgin who can't drive. She's... Like, she was just everything. I hate to say it, but season two of Love Life is not good. Oh, yeah? Do you remember that show? No. <laughs> what? It was um, Anna Kendrick's a little HBO series, oh, and it yeah. was so good. Anna Kendrick's season was phenomenal, mm -hmm. and I downloaded season two, and I got like six episodes in, and it is just not good. That's too bad. We talked about it, I think, last episode, Sarah and I, but the show Yellow Jackets is so good. Oh, yeah, you've mentioned that before. It's on Showtime, and it's just so great. And I don't know, like, is is it exorcisms and ghosts and spirits, or is it, like, just someone fucking with these chicks? I don't know yet, and I can't wait to find out. But the acting phenomenal, really into Yellow Jackets. My only complaint is that it's appointment viewing. I have to wait every Sunday for a new episode, but that's great. Um, Christina Ricci, good job.
for some reason, we've been watching the Harry Potter thing all over again. And so I have like new thoughts on Harry Potter. How many times have you watched Harry Potter? Too many, say? too many times. And now I tell, I tell you what, now we're going into Lord of the Rings extended Ooh. edition. And I love Lord oh, of the wow. Rings. I was a Lord of the Rings person. Sarah was a Harry Potter person, you know, age difference. And, you know, I'm a boy, just a girl. But anyways, I never noticed this, but they have a, on HBO, they have a Lord of the Rings extended edition. So like all the movies are now like four hours and they were already, already super long. Anyways, as a lover of the books, if you also love Lord of the Rings, you should go and watch the extended versions because there's so many more scenes in it. And you're like, oh my God, it's so great. I always was annoyed that they cut out like all the Ents scenes, which by the way, Treebeard, uh, one of my favorite things ever. Anyways, so yeah, that's great. I, I got a few things. I got a few things. As I've rewatched Harry Potter um, numerous times as an adult, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think that Voldemort is the shittiest wizard out of anyone in the movie. He is literally so fucking bad at being a wizard, and everyone is so scared of him. In every movie, he tries to kill a fucking child and can't. He can't do it. And he does it in front of all of his followers, where at some point the followers must be like, uh, so maybe Voldemort isn't that powerful because he can't kill this kid every time. Like every semester, he tries to kill this kid. He can't do it. Like maybe he's not that powerful. Like maybe we, maybe we've like bet on the wrong horse. You know, literally every movie, I'm like he's such a trash bad guy. Sorry, facts are facts. Also, I'm gonna stick with it. But Snape, I don't care. Also, D Dumbledore and Snape, you guys are both trash people. Dumbledore knows that Harry's going to die and still fucking puts that kid through hell. He sets him up. And here's the other thing. I'm sorry, Snape, you played both sides of the fucking field, and that doesn't make you a hero. That makes you a bitch. That makes you a Fairweather fan. And you know what? Choose a side, okay? You can say that he's a conflicted character, and he at the end of the day, he was, you know, send the sword of Gryffindor to fucking Harry and yada, yada, yada. No, I'm sorry. He played both sides. He's a bitch, okay? End of story. Last thing. At the end of Harry Potter, Harry Potter and Lily are old and they're going to send their child to Hogwarts, right? And then you see that Harry comes in contact with Draco and Draco's kid or whatever. And you see old Draco and you see old Harry. Here's my question. Why aren't the Malfoys in Azkaban? Excuse me, what? They were all a part of the Death Eaters, guys. Like they were just fucking with the devil reincarnate. I'm so confused. If you're a Nazi and at the end of the war you decide to flee, you're still a fucking Nazi and you need to go to jail. Why are the Malfoys not in jail? So confused. Send him to fucking Azkaban. End the story. All right? I got energy tonight, bro. I see this. What are you drinking in that clear glass there? Claw daddy. <laughs> oh, God. Have you seen this new Sandra Bullock movie on Netflix? No. Have you? Oh, I didn't even know it was happening. Uh, it's called The Unforgivable. It sounds great. Okay. Have you seen it? No, but I'm going to watch it tonight. Viola Davis is also in it. Ooh. Here, I'll read a little, uh, a little blurb. Okay. Um, released from prison into a society that won't forgive her, a woman convicted of murder searches for the little sister she was forced to leave behind. Ooh. Love a prison story. Gotta love a prison story. Love Sandra Bullock. I've been reading some books recently. Have you? Yeah, I've ripped through a bunch of books recently. And I'm going into a golf phase where, like, so this might not be that interesting, but... It's if, about golf? Yeah. Well... Oh, God. Kind of. Yes. I mean, yes. Absolutely about golf. I've done two. 
The one that I think that people actually will be interested in is the one that I'm currently reading called The Big Miss, and that is written by this guy named Hank Haney, who was Tiger Woods' coach between the years of, like, 2005 and 2010, which was kind of in the middle of when Tiger Woods, like, cheated on his wife, and she, like, hit his car with a golf club, and he crashed into a fire hydrant, and he blew his knee out, and it was just, like, kind of fall from grace time. And if you're not a huge golf fan, this probably isn't for you. But if you are, or if you're interested in sports, it's really, really fascinating to see what Tiger Woods is really like. And I'll say this, Tiger Woods seems like an asshole. (laughs) But I say that in the same way that I think that Michael Jordan seems like an asshole. And I think that you need to be an asshole if you're going to be that guy. If you're going to be the greatest, it's you against the world. You need to like embody that 100% of the time. But like the stories that Hank Haney tells about Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods being like a bad tipper, which is surprising, you know? That is, yeah. Just giving a lot of people a cold shoulder for like no reason other than like just to express his dominance over them. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. And listen, like him or hate him, he's going to go down as one of the top five greatest athletes of all time. You know, mm-hmm. so it's really fascinating. It's called The Big Miss. So that's really good. And then I, mm. I read this other book called The Match. And this one, if you are into like the great Gatsby or something like kind of like period pieces, but also into sports or golf, this is a kind of a cool one. And I read this one purely because it takes place in my hometown of Monterey or Carmel, Pebble Beach. There used to be a golf tournament, a pro-am that happened at Pebble Beach called the Bing Crosby Clam Bake. And Bing Crosby was this kind of famous singer and actor and everything back in like the 40s and 50s and stuff and he'd invite all his famous friends and then all the best golfers would come and play and it's this fascinating story of back in the day if you were a golf professional you were considered less than the true golfing purists were amateurs they were people who had they were doctors and lawyers and they were rich people who played golf because of the love of it and so it wasn't until like the money the money list got so high that people just were like, fuck, I'm going to become a pro. I'll be rich if I become a pro. Considered like less than. And it's this match that happens at Cyprus, which is kind of like where I grew up, between Ben Hogan and Byron Nelson, who were the two like pros at the time whose dads were like coal miners or like farmers that like became pros because they were poor. And then these two rich guys, Ken Venturi and Harvey Ward, who were amateurs, and it's them two playing against each other, the the rich guys versus, like, the pros. And it's the match after that. Everyone was just like, I'm going to be a professional golfer because it's obvious the pros are better or whatever. It's a very fascinating story, and it's a lot of, like, glitz and glamour in Hollywood and all that kind of stuff. It's very great Gatsby with, like, a golf twist to it. Anyways, I know that's a lot of information, especially if you know, like, like golf is so stupid. But anyways, if you do like sports or golf, the match is very good, very cool. That one actually sounds better to me than the Tiger Woods one. The Tiger Woods one also, is, is just fascinating. Yeah, yeah I, I, I wouldn't say it's, like, entertaining. It's just like, oh, that's fascinating, you know? Uh-huh. Last thing. Is there anything more invigorating and also more fucking shocking than chewing a piece of like minty fresh gum and then drinking a cold glass of water? Holy (laughs) shit, man. That'll blow your socks off. It's the most random shit I've ever heard my whole life. I know, but if you're done, you're like, whoa, dude. Like, (laughs) also, not a big gum guy, actually. Not a big gum guy? No, I don't know if I've ever told told this. uh, Would you call it a story? 
when I was growing up, my dad, and probably still to this day, my dad has this weird thing with people chewing gum. Like it's like nails on a chalkboard to him. Like he can't handle it. And when I was a kid, my mom would never let us have gum. And like if we had friends get in the car and someone pulled out gum, she would be like, absolutely not. And like take it. Like this must be like a really bad thing for my dad. Like he must really hate gum because as a kid, like I wasn't allowed to have it. It was a big no-no because my dad couldn't handle it. And so I've just never been a gum chewer. Wow. Interesting. I'm a Tic Tac guy. You're a Tic Tac guy? That's your go-to mint? Yeah, like a Tic Tac. I like Listerine strips. Uh, those are too strong for me. Really? You want to clear your sinuses and feel like you just got smacked in the face by an elephant's dick? Choose some like minty, fresh, wintergreen, whatever, and then drink some, like some ice water. And oh my god, what's happening in your in your body? It's insane. I have a random question, actually. Okay. And this might be a hot take. So I'm so sorry if I'm offending anyone, but. I'm offended. So how miserable of a person are you Hmm. that you actually give somebody the middle finger while driving? Hmm. Like, I just feel like people that whip out the middle finger over something really stupid and not a big deal are just the most miserable people on the planet. Oh, I I flip the bird off every once in a while. Oh, my God. But only if I've been wrong. you know? Like, okay, but like slightly wronged or like someone almost ended your life wronged? Somewhere in the middle, maybe. <laughs> you know, like honking, all about it. I love a good honk. Like I'm a big honker. Like you do something wrong, you know, or like get in my way. Like I will honk at you. Like you pull out in front of me when I'm going 60 and you're gonna go 35. You're gonna get honked at, and I'm gonna lay on the horn. Like mm. not just to tap, like lay it on there so that you know I'm pissed as fuck. But like to give someone the bird from the car, I just feel like you have to really be a sad, miserable person to do that. But like. Maybe I'm wrong, but I honestly, it makes me laugh. Like when people flip me off, it doesn't happen often. Don't get like, don't go crazy here. But like when it does, I'm like, wow, <laughs> like, first of all, it's fucking hilarious. Second of all, like, I'm so sorry. Who hurt you? <laughs> okay. So what did you do today that got you flipped off? <laughs> it actually wasn't today. I've been thinking about this for weeks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but okay. So like where I keep my horse, is it's an hour away from here. It's in the literal middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like farms you know what I mean like you're out there with like people like actually growing crops and stuff so like the road the road when you pull out of the barn it's like a solid stretch of like two whole miles of this like back road no lines in the middle or anything like it's like the backwoods you know Mm -hmm. and there's no one ever on it it's like there's like two houses on the whole two mile road and so I was driving and I was like leaned over to like grab a water bottle or something and on like the passenger side or in the floor or something like that but like I could see I like that wasn't anything dangerous but I was and there was a car coming towards me but like really really far away and so I was driving like sort of in the middle of the road because I didn't want to like go off the side it's kind of narrow while I was trying to get this water bottle but I could see that there was a car coming and I could see the road and like I was gonna pull on my side in plenty of time for this fucking car to come by me and they come by and I've I like pulled over onto my side of the road and plenty of time and they come by and just give me the bird like like and and I can tell they're like talking to me through their windshield like I'm the biggest idiot and I wanted to be like calm the fuck down like who (laughs) hurt you we're all good here like no one's life was in jeopardy like let's just calm down for a second dude I yelled at someone recently twice actually on the road one I wasn't driving so we were coming back Sarah and I did this like Petco thing it was actually really fun we wrapped filming and then we were driving back. And so we were in the like the left lane and there was a guy riding a bicycle. And then in the and then he was had like a little trailer 
and the little trailer had his dog in it, you know, like no. a lot of times they have kids in it, but this guy had his dog in it, right? He's riding his bike down the middle of the road and it's it's a street that doesn't have like a bike lane or even like a sidewalk. It's just it's just a street, right? So he is mm -hmm. in the lane. So we're driving, we drive past him. Of course, Sarah and I look over and we're like, oh, look at it, look at the dog in this little trailer. Like, oh, this is cute. And then this guy, <laughs> this guy comes up and he's obviously in a hurry and he just starts laying on the horn of the guy who riding the bike with the dog. And I'm like, what the fuck? What this guy, what what do you want this guy to do? Like he can't get off. Like yeah. there there is nowhere for him to go. And he's this guy's just honking. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy's a fucking asshole. So then we finally get to the to the light. The guy's at the light. He's the first guy at the light. And and the guy pulls up behind him, really close behind him, and he rolls down his window. And the guy's like, what the fuck? To the guy with the dog. And the dog's the guy. The guy with the dog's like, "What? What do you want? What are you doing?" And he's like, "Get out of the fucking road! You're taking up the whole road!" And I was like, "Not on my watch." Listen, you can be yelling at a human any day of the week, but this little dog in the trailer it doesn't know what's going on. So then I rolled out my window, go, "Hey, you're the fucking asshole!" So then they both look at me because they don't know who I'm talking about, right? And I go, "He's fucking got a little trailer with a dog on it. What do you want him to do? He can't go anywhere. You're a fucking asshole." And the guy's like, "Get it, keep it, you know, get out of your own business." And I go, "I saw the whole thing. You're an asshole." So then all of a sudden, there's two guys being the guy. The dog's like, "Yeah, you're a fucking asshole." So then we're both like, "Fucking asshole, yeah!" And the guy rolls up his window in shame and then leaves. And I was like, "Got him. Got him. Got him." How dare you honk at a guy in a, on a bike with a dog on a trailer? In what world do you live, sir? This is why you're alone. This is why you're alone. <laughs> we need to bring it back. <laughs> you do not get to be in the ugly Miss America pageant. <laughs> the other one that I was doing, so I went on Chicks in the Office, the Barstool um, mm -hmm. podcast because they were in town for the People's Choice Awards, which we can't talk about that. I did this bit on theirs, but it, the, the reason why the bit came up is because they were like, how do you keep your show fresh? And I was like, well, I have a note section in my phone and I have a lot of observational humor about stuff that bugs me and I use it a lot on my show. And they're like, all right, give us an example. And I was like, well, one just happened. And so this is for all the YFTers that didn't listen to Chicks in the Office does everyone know that there are sensors on the ground in front of traffic lights? If you don't pull your car onto the said sensor, the traffic light doesn't know that you're there and won't change the light for you. Well, like especially at night, right? Yes. So yeah. I was going to this interview and sometimes people stop short, right? And you can tell, because you can see, look, next time you're driving, they're usually circles. They're cut in the, where the first person at the light would be. You can see that something was cut out of the road and then they obviously, that's where they put the sensor. And when you can tell people stop short and they're not on the sensor and then you've been sitting there for five minutes, that the computer doesn't think that anyone's there because you're on the sensor. So I rolled down the window, I go, hey dude, get on the sensor. And so then he's like, what? I go, get on the sensor. And he goes, what are you talking about? I said, your car, not on the sensor. And he goes, what sensor are you talking about? I said, the sensor on the ground. He goes, there are sensors on the ground? I said, yes, the sensors on the ground. Pull up. And he goes, there's no sensors on the ground. I said, just try to pull them up. So they pulled up. Lo and light behold, change. light changed. So just don't stop short. Yeah. You know, this is why you're alone. Oh, yeah.
This is why you're alone. <laughs> yeah, no, if I, I'm like, when it's, you know, here in Nashville, like after like, well, 10 p.m. or 11 p.m., the lights, like a lot of them will turn yellow or whatever. But like, I feel like that's when like that knowledge comes in handy. And I'll pull up to light. And if it doesn't change in like 15 seconds, I'll like back up and pull up and back up and pull up and make sure I'm like hitting oh, it. Oh, same. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes it doesn't. Oh, sure. I know. And you got to like back up and make sure you can get it. You know, I was thinking about <laughs> the other day. Everyone knows this song, right? It's a little bit funny. This feeling inside. So that's your song by Elton John, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's a song about a I assume a guy he was dating that wanted a love song written by him, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's a line in there that's like, and you can tell everybody that this yep. is a song. Might be quite simple, but... And I was thinking about it. It's a beautiful song. It's so lovely, and I love it. But there's a part of me that wonders if, like, whoever he was dating at the time was like, when are you going to write me a fucking song, dude? <laughs> and that Elton John was like, I don't know, you know, whatever. And so he was like, you know what? Fuck you. You can tell everybody that this is the song, okay? It might be quite (laughs) simple, but now that it's done, I hope you don't mind, all right? I hope you don't mind that I wrote down in words how wonderful life is with you in the world, like so sarcastically. I don't think that's what happened, but in my weird brain, I listened to it and I was like, it's kind of funny if that's what happened. It was like, stop asking me about writing you a song, dude. Like, I get it. You want to have someone write you a song. It's probably not what happened, but it's in my weird brain. I thought it was kind of funny. You never know. You never know. So passive aggressive. <laughs> like it's the most passive aggressive love song ever. <laughs> love it. You got any Muzaks? We can't do Muzak. I know, but I just played Elton John, so you know what are you gonna do? Oh, we could definitely get sued for that, probably. Probably. Especially if I'm um, right, you know? Yeah. No, I haven't really been uh been keeping tabs on the music since they told us we could get sued. See, a lot of people are upset that we might be not doing it. Oh. So then I'm like, maybe we should do it? We could play like 10 seconds? Would we get sued? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. I really like this uh, new Brett Denon tune called Paul Newman Daytona Rolex, which like right off the bat, if that isn't the best name for a fucking song, I don't know what is. I like Brett Denon. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, you got anything coming up that people, the peeps need to know about? Do I have anything coming up? You know what? I am home and done with everything until New Year's Eve, which is amazing. It's like, this is going to be like the longest stint I have of no work. Although I am thankful for my work. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I'm excited. My family will be in town soon. And so we're just going to do the Christmas thing. Uh, and then New Year's Eve, 
Like I said before, I'm playing in Denver, Colorado. So if you're in the in the Denver area or if you're, you know, I love a good destination for New Year's Eve. Like who wants to be at home on New Year's Eve? Like yeah. I love to travel. So if you're looking for a, a New Year's Eve destination event, this is a really good one because I'm playing in a brand new beautiful hotel there. It's the Gaylord Hotel um, right outside of Denver. And so it's great because like you party there. It's all inclusive dinner, you know, drinks all night. And then you just go upstairs to your hotel room and go to sleep. Like what could be better? Nice. Um, so if you want to check out the info for that, you can go to BigNightRockies.com. Then all the info's there. You can buy tickets there. Um, I'll be playing. I, I think I will probably like do the the midnight countdown, and then I'll play from uh, 12 to 1.30, I believe. So it'll be a really fun time. I've got a huge group of friends coming with me, and I'm really excited about it. Cool. Love yeah. it. Yeah. What, what about you? I got nothing. Your boy's shutting it down. That's fair. I had a very busy last like two months. Didn't even yeah, think I did. was going to. And then all of a sudden, like everything, I got slammed, which was great. No complaints. But now it's like, okay, we're going to shut mm-hmm. it down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I should also say, because um, I do get a lot of YFTers that that uh, enter these giveaways. You know, I'm doing this like these uh, weekly holiday giveaways this month. Mm-hmm. So I've done the first two. Um outdoorsy gave a big gift certificate and then also hyper ice was last week but i have three more left there's there's actually five weeks in december um so we're doing five giveaways so there's still three left and um this week it's gonna be one of my it's probably my favorite makeup brand a clothing brand that i really love and also what's oh and then um a cbd brand is the fifth is the fifth brand so really good stuff i'm giving away i announce them every thursday on my instagram stories so check that out if you want to enter to win some cool shit cool I love giving stuff away. It's so fun. Are you going to give me anything or is that a no? Probably not. No. Cool. Got it. Understood. Uh, well, I'm glad you're back. Thanks. We, Feels good to be back. We missed, missed you. you. We missed you. You know? I love the YFT years so much. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, good luck buying Christmas gifts for everyone. I have yet to start doing that. Then I have to get oh, on that. Oh, boy. Yeah. We'll figure it out, though. You know? Mm-hmm. I do have a new crush, though. I'll tell you who he is once we hang up with the Wife of Tears. Ooh, all right. Yeah, he's hot. Yeah? Like, probably too hot for me, honestly, but that's okay. I'm just gonna, we're gonna go with it. Is this song for him? Well, I can't hear this. What's happening here? If I was oh. A sculptor, I'd write him a better song than that. Oh. Just kidding. Oh, I would write him a song. Um, he's hot, though. All right, I can't wait to hear about it. All right, YFTers, we love you. You know what, YFTers, this is your song, all right? And I know it's not a lot, but it's the best that I can do, okay? My gift is my podcast, and this one's for you. Love that. Bye. Goodbye. And you can tell everybody this is your Podcast. It may be quite simple, but now that it's done, I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.